We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Baseball. Bruce Levine. It's great to talk some baseball. Score Baseball Insider. Covering the Cubs and White Sox for more than 30 years. Bruce Levine is a newsbreaker. Inside the Clubhouse co-host, alongside our own David Haw. We've got a lot of baseball conversation to cover. Great being with you, talking baseball. Bruce Levine. That's a really good question, Bruce. See, Bruce, that's the first hard question. With Mully and Haw on 670 The Score. Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Always love talking to our friend Bruce Levine, and he joins us on The Score Hotline, powered by IBEW Local 9, Chicago's original powerhouse since 1892. Good morning, Bruce. How you doing? Morning, guys. Spring training right around the corner. It, uh, it's a nice sound for both Chicago fan bases where do you want to begin today well i i gotta tell you i think we we're watching different players different first basemen sign with different teams around the uh around mlb and there's still guys out there there's a couple of there's a couple of guys that would fill that spot uh very well unfortunately they both are uh scott boris clients so i think that bellinger would be great coming back Playing some center field, playing some first base, DHing, and yet every time you turn around, there's another wacky rumor where I don't know the Angels are now interested. No, they're not. Um, everyone seems to feel that there's an inevitability of him returning to Chicago. When does that happen? Do you have to wait for the first? Uh, uh, the first few games of spring training before he comes in? Are they going to get it done before spring training? Are they not going to get it done? What's your take? Well, you know, uh, you, you have Boris, okay? So he does business, as we've talked about before, in a, in a very different way. He still has the four top free agents out there, okay? Bellinger and Chapman, position player-wise, Snell, uh, you know, and Montgomery, as far as the starting pitchers go. We're, you know... A day away from February, he doesn't seem to be panicking. But on the other side, we we have talked about the fact that this is a a weak free agent market. So just because guys are out there doesn't necessarily mean that teams are interested in these players. They all have question marks. Snell, two-time Cy Young Award winner. It's almost February 1st. And not a lot of activity out there. Why? The guy has averaged about 130 innings per year, okay? He's had two outstanding years where he won the Cy Young, and the innings were, were further along. But basically, you have a Cy Young award winner that averages five innings. Are you that excited to give him $30 million times five, six, or seven? Apparently not. Will he get a team out there that gives him a, a two- or three- or four-year deal? I think so, or a five-year deal with an opt-out? Yeah. So, I think Bellinger is in this in the same type of position. Okay, there there are people that still doubt that he's a guaranteed thirty hundred guy 
every year after having two down years before 2023. That's what we're looking at right now. And and again, are the are the Cubs the front runner? It's hard to keep telling people that. You know, uh, fans are sick of hearing Bellinger's coming back. The Cubs are a front runner. They're the only team that's made an offer out there that of any substance. But yet again, uh, we're we're sitting here only a couple weeks away from spring training starting, and these guys are out there. Bruce, how does Justin Turner signing a one-year contract with the Blue Jays affect the market for Matt Chapman? And if Matt Chapman were to end up with the Cubs at third base, what kind of player are they getting? Well, that's a great question. First of all, Chapman's a, a, a career gold glover, okay? He's a platinum glover. He's one of the best defensive third basemen in the last 25 years in baseball. That said... He started out last year like game gangbusters the first two year two two months of the year. After that, he was mediocre to poor. You know, OPS plus under 100 for the last uh, three months of the season. 17 homers for a guy that usually is a 25 to 30 home run guy. That that causes some concern out there for how long uh, you want to put him uh, in the mix with the Cubs. You know. You have Matt Shaw that's coming. He's going to be the third baseman in the next year or so. The, the way that he went through the minor leagues last year, uh, the Cubs are excited about him. They, they still have Wisdom. They still have Madrigal. They have to figure out if Morell is playing third. How much do you want to uh, pack up third base uh, with somebody that's you know 31 coming off of a bad year? He would be in a, a good addition, but you know maybe... In the short term, uh, you're better off with Christopher Morrell starting the season at third base. I'm curious. We see them sign a lot of relievers, and we, you know, they just signed um, Love Lady. Was that the Love guy? Lady? Yeah, yes, Love Lady. Lefty, yeah, Lady Love, Lefty. Um, and we talked about the lefties, and you know, they got uh, Jordan Wicks there, and you want him to be a starter, but. Could he help in the bullpen? Could you get something out of him and kind of burly up the whole damn thing? Yeah, and look, they, they we know they need left. They didn't have a left-hander, you know, most of the year in uh, the bullpen last year. Okay, so uh, with that said, they they have to beef up the, from the left side. Now, look, we heard ad nauseum last year about how lighter with the splitter gets left-handers out, which he did, okay, until the last month where he was injured most of the time. And bringing in Neris, uh, you know, a power arm with another splitter, he's going to be good against lefties as well. So you don't significantly just have to bring in a lefty to say you have a lefty, but I, I think I think the Cubs still want to continue to try to fortify uh, the bullpen with left-handed pitchers. So uh, Love Letty, uh, you know, of course, but, you know, Neris and... Uh, and Leiter is still going to be counted on to get left-handers out late in the game. So, Bruce, I think last week, MLB Pipeline, we talked about it, and Inside the Clubhouse came out with the prospects list, the top 100. The highest-rated prospect in Chicago was Colson Montgomery at number nine. Ask you this. We talked about it a little bit. You look around the league, and sometimes you see teams being proactive and wanting to sign these long contracts with young prospects who haven't even reached the major league level yet. Have the White Sox, do you think, considered that? Have they discussed that? Would you recommend locking up Colson Montgomery to a long-term contract? 
Well, you know, look what the Brewers did with uh, Choros, who's uh, their top young player. They, mm-hmm. they signed him to an eight-year, $82 million deal before he's even uh, been in a major league game. Uh, if, if you believe that much in the guy's talent and you believe he's going to be around for that long, like the White Sox do with uh, Montgomery, I, I would say something like that within the next year would be uh, the, the practical thing to do. You know, again, the, the, the young guy is just gone right through uh, the minor leagues. He's a power bat from the left side. He's a shortstop. What would prevent you from offering him a 10-year deal if you believe in his talent that much? I, I think that would be probably the, the wise thing to do. I, I think that uh, with the new front office that's in there under Jerry Reinsdorf, those are some of the considerations they'll make. Uh, you know, that some of these people were with, you know, Kansas City and, uh, you know, with Bobby Witt, who's one of the great young rising stars in that system, one of the great young players in the game. Uh, those are the type of things you want to do when you see a generational player in your organization. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be um, a really interesting year. I don't think Colson Montgomery, for instance, is ready to come up, and or at least, I mean, he's like third prospect in baseball, I think, the most recent um, MLB uh, ratings. But he they've signed a couple guys to seemingly buy themselves another year before you start building around them. Am I wrong about that? No, you're not. Uh, but they, no one would be happier than the White Sox front office to be able to bring Montgomery in uh, probably by July, put him at shortstop and say, hey, you're our guy for the next uh, six years. You're our shortstop or eight years or 10 years. Mm. So uh, those are the projections that they have for Montgomery. They, they feel that he's going to be a star player in this league. And um, I, I'm hoping that for the White Sox fans, they have someone like that to cheer for because God knows that they need some generational talents. They have one in center field. Uh, hopefully he's going to be around for at least four more years. And uh, it would be nice to add two or three others at positions where you have the, the top ten players in the game. You don't sense Dylan Cease will be around here for four more years. We talked to Chris Getz on Inside the Clubhouse last Saturday, Bruce. I just wondered how you would interpret that conversation because obviously Pedro Grafol said maybe a day earlier that Dylan Cease was going to be the opening day starter. And I heard from Chris Getz, somebody who was open for business with Dylan Cease. What do you expect to be the next move in that story? Yeah, you know, uh, Mike, uh, David and I uh, asked uh, – Gets, you know, mm-hmm. what possible scenario could you give us where he does stay with the White Sox? Not the opposite, which was, which has been the narrative all along mm-hmm. uh, this offseason. And it was, you know, it, it wasn't very strong, okay? Right. I mean, he gave, he gave all the reasons why the White Sox or anyone else would want him, David, right? But uh, yeah. did you, did you, were you convinced that he's not going to be gone by opening day? No, it was wishy-washy. Well, I, I mean, then, commitment. then all of a sudden Seattle is now mentioned and they're talking to them, although they made but They a just trade. made a deal. They got yeah, rid of I some know. prospects, Bruce, so I don't yeah. know how much Two that prospects. took them out of it. Yeah. I, I still think the, the, the Orioles, I still think you, know, you have to keep your eye on the Dodgers, okay? The Dodgers don't want to stop. They had conversations with the White Sox about Didn't they a lot trade of their players too, at the though? winter meetings. And they no, make a ton they of still trades. have a very strong minor league system, okay? okay? Uh, the Texas Rangers are another team you have to watch, okay? Strong minor league system. 
Mariners as well. So I would say, you know, the most recent is Mariners, but uh, keep your eye on these other guys. With Baltimore, you know, uh, making some changes, you know, in ownership there, it looks like, uh, you know, some some things will be different. They've had their eye on Cease. I think that's the big prize for them this offseason. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. How, and is it true that it would cost them four top prospects? I mean, is it, is it, I just am curious with a team like that because they're, their prospects are better than. Is that the going rate? Is, it, I, we've heard that rumor. Yeah. What what do you make of that? Well, you have to ask for the moon. And, you okay. know, if you, you settle for you know some of the other stars out there, uh, if you don't get the moon, but uh, why why don't you? I mean, I, again, the the thing that's held up the White Sox is Snell and Montgomery not signing. Okay. They felt, like a lot of people did, that because these are the two top pitchers out there, that once they're signed, it's a clear run to the Chicago White Sox or all the other teams as to trying to fortify the top of their rotation and offering the top young players that they can offer and seeing if it's enough for the White Sox. Again, do the White Sox have to trade Cease? uh <clears throat> Outside of my opinion, everybody says no. In my opinion, he can't go to spring training and get this guy uh, a chance to get hurt as a White Sox player mm. and, and kind of ruin your plans for building the future with uh, two or three really stud players from another organization for Dylan Cease. You know Dylan Cease is going to be a good pitcher, but he's not going to help you win. You're not going to win. Within two years, he's gone because he's a Scott Boris client. He's not signing an extension. So therefore, this is the right time to trade Dylan Cease. I still think it's going to be before uh, opening day. Bruce, big story around the league. The Orioles and John Angelos have been sold to a group led by the Carlisle Group Incorporated for $1.725 billion. So you look at the White Sox, and there's a lot of movement and momentum for the South Loop Project. We talked about that. The Mayor's talked about that, and certainly that is something that seems to be gaining steam. I just wonder, are the two stories related, potentially? Do you see the White Sox close, or Jerry Reinsdorf close to considering, all right, there's my new stadium project, let's get that taken care of, and once that happens, then the for sale sign goes on the organization, and they would be more aggressive in trying to do that. 
Yeah, I, I think that's a good premise. It, it's a really well thought out uh, idea on your part, the, the idea that the White Sox with a new stadium, okay, Baltimore, you know, has Camden Yards, it's 31, 32 years old, still a really fine ballpark. But the White Sox with a new stadium, uh, do you put them at two, five or $3 billion as far as what their worth will be a year from now if they have the new stadium in the works and they're starting to build it? So from that perspective, with Jerry being, uh, you know, soon to be 88 years old, um, yeah, it's only practical that they start listening to uh, people about selling the White Sox. And, and what would get people more excited uh, with billions of dollars who like to make deals other than having a brand new ballpark in downtown Chicago? Okay, it's pretty exciting stuff. It so, is. So I would say, yes, great business people sell their businesses at the peak. This would make the Chicago White Sox at their peak going into a new ballpark with a young team on the build, not a huge payroll. This would be the optimum time. Would Jerry do that? Yeah, I think he would. But, you know, first things first, get that ballpark done, uh, get the agreement made. We still don't know if if they're purchasing that ballpark or they're going to sign a long-term lease. There's a lot of things we still don't know about that story. Yeah, I, I mean, the commissioner came out, and you know, he's he's all for it, and he said there will be no new taxes. Don't know what that right. means. I mean, I don't know if, if the whatever's going on at uh, in Bridgeport, if that transfers to the, you know what I'm saying? I'm not sure what the way he worded that, uh, what that means. I'd be very curious to get more details on that. I, I mean, I'm all for it. Let's go. Let's get this done. And you gave us a quicker timeline, I think, than anticipated. Um, but there's a lot to, to think about with it. And, uh, you know, I'll, I'll tell you what. It's a hell of a lot better to see the 88-year-old uh, soon-to-be White Sox owner talking about building that and whatever else happens after that as opposed to meeting with the mayor in Nashville. Yeah, well, look, uh, that's just business. The one, the one thing about Jerry Reinsdorf that I admire, and I understand all the, the pushback on him and where the organization has gone to at this point. The one thing you have to admire is he fires his longtime front office, okay? <clears throat> then the next thing you hear is he's looking for a new ballpark, whether uh, he's using the leverage to go to Tennessee or not. He's never going to Tennessee. The franchise is staying here. But with, with that in mind, that, that's the leverage. The next thing you know, he's talking to the mayor and, and these people who own this property about building a new ballpark uh, in the loop. You know, And that would be pretty exciting. We've, we've talked about it before. The only two ballparks or the only two stadiums that have been built in the last uh, 80, to, 80, 80 to 100 years has been uh, White Sox. Uh, on the south side, Jerry Reinsdorf, and the United Center with Wurtz and Reinsdorf building that with private funds back in the early 90s. So uh, whether he's 88 or not, whether you like him or not, he's still a mover and shaker in trying to get a new ballpark for the White Sox and a new ballpark for Chicago. Great stuff, Bruce. Appreciate the insight. Thanks, buddy. All right, guys. Have a great day. You too. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. 
Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.